0: Is urgent
1: care urgent, urgent care
0: Urgent care is the place you go when you don't have any other option Urgent care Urgent care I see a lot of myself in this collar yeah,
1: Same here wee we you welcome to Urgent Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster.
0: I'm Mitra Johari. And
1: we're here to help you. Of course, um, we're Urgent Care, the place you go when you are on vacation and away from your real doctor and have no other choice because it's only getting worse and you don't have
0: time. <laughs> yeah, we're Urgent Care, something that you know is bad and yet.
1: And yet here you are. And yet here you are. At our doorstep. <laughs> so excited. Um, Mitra, how have you been?
0: I've been, you know, absolutely okay. And that's all I need to hear. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> that's
1: all I need to hear out of you. I'm good. Wait, I actually, I know we said that we have so much to get to today. So we were like, let's like keep the chit chat up top to a minimum. But I mm-hmm. do want to say one thing that just happened to me. It was so psycho. I was at Walgreens perusing the travel aisle um, for little bottles Love that and, place. and little et mm-hmm. etc. And I witnessed something that was... um I, I didn't know if I did the right thing by not stepping in. I saw a woman with her maybe boyfriend, maybe just platonic male friend, maybe some sort of a salient. But watch the conversation. And I stayed and I listened to all of it because I couldn't believe my ears. She... Was t- he was talking, he kept saying, "Where's but where's the photo? I, I want to see the photo. And she kept going, it's on Instagram, and Instagram, they go away. And you hear that, and you're like, she's talking about Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. But she continued. And and he was like, but y- you, you must have it. And she's like, no, every picture on Instagram goes away. That's how Instagram works. And this went on for maybe three or four minutes, where she kept... He was like, I thought you got to choose, though. Like, some of the pictures on Instagram stay. And she was like, no, they... Any Instagram photo disappears after a certain point, and I, I, I was like, I wanted to interject and be, be like, that's wrong. She's lying to you. Yes. She's. Why is she lying to you about the functionality of Instagram? Also, I, I was like, who? These people were our age, r- roughly, and you're younger than me, but that I was our about age. to scream. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I, how do you not know? But then I thought, I don't. There must be a good reason, I believe women. And when I and when she said that every photo on Instagram disappears of its own accord, mm-hmm. I thought there's a reason for this. And if I were to step in and tell him that that's a lie, then I could be putting her life in danger.
0: Right. Yeah. And she has painstakingly constructed a reality for the both of them where every <laughs> image disappears on Instagram. It must be a full-time job. But so it- it's so respect her, applaud her.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like the it was very brazen of her because it, it's, it's a pretty like, easily verifiable
0: exactly it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a big lie, considering big lie. like the amount of time that like the average person is looking at Instagram and how just how easy it is to yeah. know that some stuff can stay.
1: Some stuff can stay. and Nothing yet she looked stay. him in the eyes and kept saying. She's like, no, they all disappear. They're all gone for good. And I was <laughs> I think like, she's
0: amazing. What?
1: I was like, what was in that photo? If you're listening,
0: <laughs> she's going to be president <laughs> <Yeah>. someday <laughs>
1: with the, the, the ability to look at a crowd of people and just lie, they lie go away. Lie, they
0: automatically go away. They all, Dead behind the eyes.
1: A prereq. Good at this r- point.
0: <gasps> Wait, I have a very quick update. Okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes later. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, so I, one thing we've discussed on this podcast a lot is my inability to act in moments when people are being <gasps> right. crazy in public. So the other day I was driving and I was making a right turn. It was a lot of traffic and the tail end of my car was in the crosswalk, but it was a huge crosswalk. I was like the last one to go. And it was an honest mistake. There's just a little bit of my car in the in the crosswalk. Yeah. This guy, this huge, scary guy. um, <laughs> walks in front of my car even though there's so much space for him to go behind me in the huge crosswalk and kicks my car starts calling me a bitch and a cunt and um is so scary <laughs> and in this case I should have done nothing I think mm-hmm. but yeah. instead I yelled fuck you and <laughs> I've been trying but and then I couldn't think of anything funny to say or mean to say <laughs> But so it just ended up being both of us just going fuck you fuck you fuck you and then it was over.
1: That's beautiful <laughs> but though. I,
0: and then but I was first of all probably shouldn't have done anything. Second of all was so fucking scared. Was shaking for the next ten minutes of my drive. Just hands like yeah. had to had to pull over because my hands were shaking so much. But I felt good that I had said something, even though it was probably stupid. Would- Probably dangerous. You
1: do when it's like you're in your car and someone is outside of the car. It does give you a, a false sense of security. I think
2: you yeah. feel protected. In I was a way like, that
0: I'm in this huge machine. Nothing bad can happen. To All me. of and that. Th- he was. He's much bigger than me and could have done something. But I was like, you know what? I this is what this is Go what I'm going to yeah. decide That's your moment. <laughs> that was my moment. All
1: of it sounds very classic New York, like a car in the middle of the crosswalk, which truly none of us. Of years of living in New York, I never noticed where cars were in relation to my body it while walking in didn't that city Matter. like
0: that's what was so dumb about it. Why I thought he was yeah. so dumb was I was like, you've so much space. you can walk through. It's I'm not doing anything to you anyway. I won. <laughs> you won that. You won I won. That I was so scared. I, I'm thinking about it every day. And, <laughs> I mean, we'll never think about it again.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. So the reason we had to speed through our little updates, even though we haven't seen each other in 10 years, it does haven't, feel like that. haven't caught up, we need to chat and about we didn't, real life situations. Yeah, we
0: didn't. We didn't catch up at all prior to doing this. No, we
1: <laughs> we blazed into the studio and we said, we got to get through these. We got to help people. Um. <laughs> and, you know, we're committed to keeping these episodes under an hour, which I've noticed a lot of people complain about, which yeah, is weird but you know, to me.
0: I know. I was like, you're never going to see people complain that something's too short. And, and, yet. and yet, here we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but here we are. We are going to keep this under an hour. So uh, we have some, uh, a lot of you have been writing in, which we love. We love the comments. We love um, the the follow-ups and the advice that people have been sending in about previous episodes. Um, this first one um, comes from uh, a young woman. Who, uh, we had a friend who, <laughs> let's just get into it. Joel and Mitra, I live in NYC and famously hate all my friends. Nothing personal. They're just boring. And I've outgrown them in the last seven years of living here. Put me in touch with that person who wrote in looking to meet people in New York. Happy to help and make a new friend, Juliana. Now we didn't really discuss prior to this how we would connect these two people. I
0: guess like if you're the person who wrote in saying that you hate your friends approximately 18 months ago uh, and (laughs) (laughs) and you hear this and you're like, you know what? I still don't want to hang out with any of my friends and you want to hang out with this person, then um, email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com and we will connect
1: you. Or go, go to the Earwolf Reddit, the the boards and, and leave a message there. And then someone proposing as Juliana will undoubtedly kidnap you. Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so if you want, if you want an adventure, uh, do it through Reddit. And also
1: if you're someone in New York, who's your friend Juliana has seemed distant from you lately. (laughs) I would just cut ties because she apparently thinks you're boring. (laughs) You've known Juliana for more than seven. Okay. uh, And then there's one more that I do feel we need to address.
0: Yes. Okay. So I'll go ahead and read it. Hi, Joel and Mitra. longtime listener. First time emailer. Okay. (laughs) As of this record, we have had uh, four episodes. (laughs) I think
1: she knows. I think she's being cute. I know.
0: I would just being a little bitch Uh, I had a question about something you said in your latest podcast number four you talked about how hetero couples shouldn't use the term partner or it's really annoying when people use it I was curious why what's wrong with it I was always under the impression that it was a more understanding and inclusive term please help with understand signed PC culture is hard
1: (laughs) so I don't actually remember saying now again Again, I want to remind everybody <laughs> <laughs> that Misha and I will say something with the full, with full conviction yes, in our voices. We yell it. We, we yell, yell it because we, we yell, mean we it so bang much. bang on the table and say, this is my truth. And then <laughs> <laughs> about a day later... Don't remember? No. We'll hear it back. We have listened back to every episode of this podcast and been like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe this at all." Um, that being said, I actually literally don't think we said that straight people shouldn't use the term "partner," and in fact, I think we sort of reamed the caller for having an issue with it
0: because she was she was she was annoyed that her boyfriend referred to himself, her, her, f- her partner, fuck her fuck, her buddy, fuck refer- buddy. Oh yes. Her partner referred to himself as het, het and that he called his girlfriend partner, his partner. Um, and some people do find that annoying and I just personally don't have a problem with it. I do not call, I'm in a cis hetero relationship. I do not call my boyfriend, my partner just because it's my preference. It's- yeah,
1: I, I I think there's it's like one of those things that some people really can get away with it, you know, it's like a fashion hat. Um, <laughs> you know, like some people wear those wide brimmed Carmen San Diego hats and they look like fucking fools. Yeah, and you can't just introduce that hat into your sort of repertoire. I went I saw a friend in San Francisco recently. He walked into the fucking club with one of those hats on. And I said, we are 31 years old. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late to be introducing new hats. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> You can't do it. Um, and I think that's very similar to me for like, but then I see other people with those hats and it looks exactly right. And I think that's how my sort of theory on partner is, is I think it does. sometimes you can tell when someone's being performative about the usage. And I think that's why it irks people. But it is yeah. it is that is sort of a, everyone has their own sort of dialage on on when they you know, get irked or annoyed by it. I don't think there's anything problematic with it.
0: Overall, it's like not my business. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but some people people, some people are annoyed care. by other
1: things. And again, I don't think we said that. And and I might be the girl in Walgreens right now who's fully lying to you, <laughs> who's, who's created a reality where we were are so supportive of them using the word partner, and <laughs> now for you to email us and and come at us like this. How about you call in instead of call out? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay and then yeah. finally we. J- I just want to do a general we could not compile every email <laughs> no. and voicemail uh, message that wanted to call in and give me advice on how to sneak drugs into a beach party I cannot
0: emphasize like no one I would say based on the emails no one cares if I live or die <laughs> <laughs> But an entire city's worth of people (laughs) want to make sure that Joel can smuggle drugs into a beach party. The
1: community really rallied behind me on this, Um, (laughs) around this one problem that I mentioned on the podcast about one party that happens once a year. (laughs) <laughs> July. I'm not, this is not a weekend thing for me. I'm not going to parties on beaches all the time. Um, but
0: how cool but do people I, think yes, that you do?
1: I know. And I actually, I take that back. That's what I'm doing every weekend. That's, I'm getting ready right now to go one. Um, but thank you. I, I love, for, to just sort of broadly recap, lots of people suggested uh, chunky jewelry yes. with little compartments, um, sort of cruel intentions vibes mm-hmm. um, with like secret compartments for drugs. Wigs were mentioned quite a bit, which is uh, very smart. Um, yeah, lots of people. I, one person, um seemingly, the drag uh, drag queen, I will give them a shout out because it's truly the only reason they called Izzy Uncut," which I think I've seen that that drag queen perform in New York before, um, brought a a drunk woman onto the voicemail that they did not know <laughs> to sort of offer a perspective as well. That voicemail was close to six minutes long um oh, which, which actually,
0: actually sort of rolls into, roll into what we need to talk some about housekeeping now. um well first of all thank We're you all to everyone who changed uh who changed joel's life yeah
2: um, <laughs> next year <laughs> pines party i <laughs> a
0: floor length wig and bangles six, yeah heavy bangles <laughs> heavy
2: bangles <laughs>
0: um but some quick housekeeping we love 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 we've been getting a lot of calls and a lot of emails but just um If you're interested in getting those calls and emails on the show, please try to keep your email from, like, 60 to 90 seconds. We do get emails that are, like, a full five – voicemails that are a full five minutes long, and it's just not usable. Same thing with emails. uh, We love that you are opening up to us, but (laughs) – You know, a paragraph is usually yeah. uh, where it's at. For and us.
1: we will cut. We will cut the emails. It's harder to do it with the voicemails though, because you guys are wily. Um, but yeah, sixty to ninety is good because we just want to be able to use it all. And um, yeah, so get in, get the details in, but don't you know, don't go crazy. Okay? That being
0: said, uh, if you ever want to uh, call into us and leave a voicemail, and please, please do. The number is three two three 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 four zero three seven one. That's three two three 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 four zero three seven one or urgentcarepod at gmail.com
1: We love it. Okay, we love I, it. And listen, guys, we're all new at this. Okay, we're all learning together how to make this podcast work.
0: And we are all <laughs> producers on this podcast. Exactly,
1: <laughs> it's, it's a sharing economy. Okay, um, when we come back, we have some calls and emails, and we can't wait to get to them. Ooh. Goodbye. Okay, we're back, Um, and we have uh, one big, one big voicemail.
3: Just one.
0: (laughs) Just one big voicemail.
3: Hi, Joel. Hi, Mitra. This is (laughs) I know I probably shouldn't say my name, but whatever. Um, I'm calling in because I have a pretty intimate question to ask about. Um, Yeah, I'm in a major metropolitan area. There's sirens going by. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, I'm calling from San Francisco, California. I'm currently at a Whole Foods and I'm charging my car. Anyways, so, um, I was born with one testicle and I've had lots of sex and no one's ever brought it up and I'm trying to figure out if they're trying to make me feel comfortable by not bringing it up or if it's unnoticeable. Um, I don't think it's caused any body dysmorphia. I do consider myself to be somewhat attractive. Um, you can check me out on Instagram at... Anyways, yeah, no, so I was born with one testicle, and I was just wondering if, um, I don't know, if it's a thing that I should continue to be concerned about. There have been moments where I wanted to mention it prior to engaging in, like, sexual activity with someone, but I find myself feeling too shy to say anything. So I uh just um, totally, I just, you know, take my clothes off and then we start having sex or whatever like I don't say anything about it and neither do they so I'm wondering if it's something I should even be concerned about anyways yeah you should probably bleep out my Instagram I wasn't thinking when I mentioned it but you guys can totally check me out if you want to Um, but yeah so one testicle should I be concerned should I continue to be concerned anyways uh, bye
0: I can't believe wow. this person did not give us their home address. I mean, <laughs> to be like, this is my name. Actually, I shouldn't have said that. Also, here is my location and a kind of car that I drive. And here is my Instagram. But please don't tell anyone. Who literally
1: isn't. telling us you're at Whole Foods. Everyone go. Everyone go. Um, So we are going to bleep out the name. We also are going to bleep out the Instagram because yes. our fans are vicious and they will find you. And they, and they will, will compliment you. They will you. compliment you. Um, what do we call this guy? Um,
0: um, well,
1: so I sort of just watched Hobbs and Shaw yesterday <laughs> on a plane, and so my f- brain is sort of going to The Rock. And of course, when I think of The Rock, I mm-hmm. think of Elizabeth Warren, and I think of Elizabeth Warren. I think of her favorite show on HBO, Ballers. But in this case, we will call him Baller. Baller. Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> Wow! What a walk. <laughs>
1: um, okay, so this is a classic non-problem once again.
0: Uh, <laughs> I would I would like to say, as uh, you know, in my life, I have never, ever, ever looked at balls. Wow. I, I really, to me, I when I am hooking up with a guy, I I dissociate when mm-hmm. as soon as I'm near the balls, and I don't want to look at it, and I. I would never I would never know if there was one or two. Yeah. I just wouldn't. Like I just know that there is like sort of the mass there. Uh
1: uh-huh, the sack.
0: And it doesn't it like whether there's one or two there, I <laughs> <laughs> I there's no Invisible way to, to know. There,
1: yeah. <laughs> there's no way. there's Science, no way to know. Scientists have been trying to determine how many balls people have.
0: After I got this voicemail, I was like,
1: Wait, how many are there supposed to be? <laughs>
0: Honestly, like if if you like lined up 10 guys in front of me and you're like, okay, one of them is missing a testicle, I would be like impossible to know. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I I will say um, I am I'm of that same sort of mind and I have two balls myself. And but I will say that, like, my balls sort of just like flee up into my body Um, when I'm extremely aroused. I. I don't know if that's a common thing, but um, so they're not like a a, a huge factor. They don't factor in for me um, a lot. I will say I've never noticed like small or unusual balls. I do know noti- like I, you know, if, there, if you got big hock and knockers, mm-hmm. that's great. I think I will notice that. You know, what's ironic, though, is that in San Francisco a couple of months ago, I did have sex with a guy with only one testicle and I did clock it and I did ask about it. Hmm. Oh, no, it wasn't that he had one testicle. It's that one testicle was very, very big and the other testicle was very, very small. Mm. And apparently, it's sort of like twins, where one of them just sort of sucked up all of the, like, whatever happens. And there's to like the a balls. skeleton in yeah.
2: the
1: ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Actually, I just realized, well, how many people like that could there be in San Francisco? Did I just totally blow up this about. But I asked about it. I post coitally said, Very kindly, like, I'm interested in, I want to know the story. What's the haps? And he he told me. And so, uh, you know, but that's me, you know, I'm an explorer. I'm a journalist. It didn't
0: like stop you from. Yeah, no.
1: I don't think balls have ever been a deterrent to me. Certainly not for me. And it doesn't sound like for this guy either. So I wouldn't worry about it, ultimately, is is our. I think,
0: especially because you said, like, you're still, you're active and all that like it just
1: yeah it wouldn't be the first thing on my mind i don't think anybody's trying to make you feel better i just think they i'm sure they notice and i'm sure they're just sort of like
0: Honestly, but they also might not because I can confidently say yeah. I would never know. So they might notice like Joel or they might truly be on another planet like me. But yeah. no matter what, I don't think it's a big Either deal. Either
1: way, low, 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 low on the list of priorities. And that's Thanks, that. Baller. <clears throat> All right. We got an email now. Um, <clears throat> Hi, Joel and Mitra. I have a big problem literally. Lol. There's a mega hot guy that I've been w- wanting a piece of for a while, and we finally connected on Grinder. The problem? We're both tops. In my enthusiasm to keep his sexual attention, I may have bitten off more than I can chew and portrayed myself as more of a bottom than I really am. I have bottomed only a handful of times in the past, and it hasn't gone very smoothly because I've been painfully tight, brag, <laughs>
2: to <laughs> make
1: matters worse or better. Let's just say he's not for beginners. I mean, he has a huge dong. Do you have any tips for lying versus bottoms who need to take a truly huge penis up the ass in order to bag their dream crush sincerely what are we going to call this guy
0: lying verse bottom
1: lying versus bottom, <laughs> a lying, versus bottom. <laughs> lying disgusting lying versus bottom evil
0: evil, evil, evil lying evil versus bottom, evil, lying liar. Versus bottom.
1: Um, <laughs> okay again sort of uh, these two go hand in hand for me as like problems that aren't like real real problems um, I guess that no this one is more of a problem this than the last one, one. yeah um I do sort of – my follow-up question is sort of um, how do you, like, portray yourself as more bottom like that? Like, <laughs> you just sort of, like, wiggle your butt. Like, I, I see, like, doing whale tails a lot. It's a lot, lot like, of
0: bending over. A lot of, of bending up.
1: over. Yeah. I don't get – I don't get um, – <clears throat> but I love that. Um, <laughs> I was say as someone who also is sort of medically tight, as my doctor has put it, my gay doctor has literally prescribed me butt plugs – in um in just like general routine checkups. Actually, maybe I'm not seeing a doctor. Uh, <laughs> Joel? Uh, Off mic. Uh, <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> no, he's actually pulled them up. Because I um I get so tight and then I get tears because I'm too tight. Yeah. Um and so and so I have had to really learn and this is crazy, because so I've definitely I definitely taught more now in my 30s than I ever did in my twenties. In my twenties, I used to be called my nickname in college on the back of a varsity jacket. <laughs> no lube, Joel. I would const- i would constantly be taking it up the ass. No lube, Whoa. and I would brag about it. And I'd be like, "Ah, I don't need it. I've never needed it." And oh, to go back to those halcyon days <laughs> of no lube, but I can't do it anymore. And um, and so what I have done is, I actually, I, I just think it requires so much warm up like since mm-hmm. i was like 27 28 i've i've been like truly allergic to big dicks because i'm like if you if you have a huge dick then you need to bottom otherwise it's just a no-go um but i did sort of have sex once with a 26 year old who was a music promoter who had a pe- bad personality okay
0: now it- <laughs> who's bragging <laughs>
1: cute bad personality bad 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 personality huge dick but and this just was shocking to me, as f- because he was so y- he was like twenty six. He did have sort of an array of toys and spent probably like an hour warming me up. It is like exercise. It's like any other muscle. You just sort of have to like warm yourself up. I think plugs are actually really helpful. Lots of lube, silicone based lube, not water. Ruin your sheets. Put a towel down. Whatever you need to do. Those are my pieces of advice. And then the other thing is, is I don't know, penetration isn't the end all be all.
0: Yeah. Also pray about it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was sit- I was sitting here sort of monologuing about bottoming and anal sex, and I was like, "Where's what angle is Mitra going to? How is she going to get in on this? How is she going to help?"
0: Biding my time. Biding my time. Yes,
1: yeah, actually, actually, get on your knees and pray about the lying. <laughs> What you've been doing Because that's a spiritual problem Did you think about going
0: to confession About being a liar
2: Yeah all right. You
0: good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we have another voicemail, uh, kind of a recurring thing that we, uh, oh, yeah. we get on this good. show. We, we're,
1: we're answering this particular one because we like um this person better than the other people who asked the question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: we are sort of going to I want you to listen to this call. And then if you're struggling with a similar question, sort of there's going to be lots of general advice.
2: R-
4: play that track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey guys, um, so I'm calling in because I'm going through a little bit of a third life crisis. Um, so I left the firm that I was working at uh, as an, you know, executive assistant um, back in May. I'd been there for nine years, um, and I uh, have been trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and also uh, make money. And um, I've like Try to get out a couple different jobs since then. Um, and, they haven't worked out. So I have this opportunity currently living in Chicago. Um, and I have an opportunity to go out to Los Angeles and work with my brother's production company. And I'm concerned about making that move. I really have a big desire to go to California and to move some more warmer. I've lived here my entire life. Um, I'm also like in the process of interviewing at Google, uh, and uh, so that's something that's still in the cards, although, I, uh, you know, it's so competitive, who knows what that's gonna turn out. Um, I'm a little concerned about being clo- super close um, and working closely with family and the kind of like situations that that might bring up. Um, so yeah, any sort of words of advice you have in regards to that would be great. Um, Joel, sit on
1: my face. All right. Oh, f- <laughs> wow! I actually missed that one. When I that that's sort of a, an M. Night Shyamalan twist ending, I guess I did not.
0: That did not show up okay, in the so transcript. Google, Google Voice gives us transcripts, <laughs> yeah. um, and it said, "So we'll sit set on my face." It, it didn't. It didn't.
1: Um, <laughs> so well set on my face. Yeah, all right, we, bye.
0: We really. Um. I whoa. <laughs> whoa
1: sharp left turn did not expect <laughs> did not expect that um, um, so this is we, we we have gotten a lot of iterations of this same question of a lot of people sort of like feeling stagnant in the city that they are living in and the context is always a little bit different and we can get to that specific context context for this caller who I'm going to call M.
0: Um, uh, Night Shyamalan
1: M. Night Shyamalan um, she, I, I, like We're always just going to say yes. (laughs) We're always going to say move.
0: Yeah, I I especially, I think like the the scariest part, one of the scariest parts for me moving to a big city from uh, Ohio was work and money and all that kind of stuff. And if you know that you have an opportunity at your brother's production company.
1: Watch, it's Judd Apatow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then... Then I like that's that's a big part of the equation that you already have answered. You clearly know people who live out here have leads for work. It's like as far as the uh, working closely with family thing is, you won't know until you do it. And then if it's bad, you'll at least have like a cushion when you get here.
1: This is a starter job. And then you come out here, you Mm -hmm. move, you got the palm trees, you got the pools, you know, you got it all. And then if you, you get hate the models. it, yeah, the worst case scenario is you hate this job and you work it until you find another job in L.A. You seem eminently qualified. Mm-hmm. OK, Google.
0: Yeah. So you're smart. <laughs> yeah.
1: Super smart. Um, and then, <clears throat> yeah, best case scenario, you love working with your family.
0: Yeah.
1: You love working with your brother, Steven Spielberg and his production <laughs> company. OK. You
0: love working with your brother, Um.
1: Mitra can't name a single famous man. <laughs> can't name a single famous man who has a production company. <laughs> the look of fear in her eyes. And actually, whatever whatever pause you heard, listeners, just know that we cut out three minutes of silence. <laughs> we cut out three full minutes of silence because she couldn't. Still
2: cracking <laughs> my
0: brain. <laughs>
1: I don't know what's sadder that you couldn't think of one, but my first two were Judd Apatow and Steven Spielberg,
0: just like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, a production company. He must, right? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Sure. Anyways, have fun looking at feet with your brother <laughs> Quentin T- Tarantino. Um, uh, well Yeah, and then also like Chicago will always be there. Like your life will always be there. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, if it all, if you hate it, go home. Like. Go back to...
1: (laughs) Plenty of people come to LA and then they leave. Yeah. And we say goodbye. Which is good. Yeah. Good riddance. I can't wait to leave. You know, (laughs) I this is sort of a sidebar, but I've been thinking a lot about this because you see in a lot of these big action movies like Avengers or Hobbs and Shaw, which I just previously mentioned. I, I, I just also saw it
0: in theaters. Um, so. You know,
1: like all of these big supervillain plots now are all about like, we need to create genocide because of overpopulation and we're actually saving the earth by getting rid of like roughly half the population or so.
2: Okay, and it's like, of course, on. of course,
1: of <laughs> course. I'm not one of those like Thanos is right people. I'm like not one of those people who's like, actually, they should c- follow through on that. But I'm just saying that like if you like it's bad, I'm it's scared. bad, it's bad, it's bad. I'm scared, I'm scared I'm But scared. if you were one of those people who like <laughs> somehow managed to survive the plague that was wrought on the world or Thanos or whatever, like five years after the great genocide, you'd sort of be walking around LA and you'd be like, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> like, wouldn't you be kind of glad? Like, wouldn't you be sort of like. This is better. Like, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't want it to happen. But if I happen to survive, I, I do think I would. I was sort of driving in traffic today. And I was sort of like, I ultimately, I think I'd get over it. Like, I think I'd get over it and be sort of like, mm, yeah, this seemed right.
0: There's no world in my mind where I survive any kind of event. <laughs> so it's just hard for me to relate.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I guess if we haven't already, we'll take a break. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when you're listening to a podcast and the host did not did not consent, did not say, and we're going to a break. They just cut, right. just cut. Somebody somebody dirty like Ryan in the booth makes that decision <laughs> for us and he just makes the cut, but not today because we say, and we're going to a break. We're
0: going to take too many cuts today so that anytime <laughs> there's a cut, we did decide. Okay, but seriously, you're going to cut. <laughs> And we are back from our self-imposed break. Uh, We've got an email. Hey, Mitra and Joel. I recently started a grad program and found a great group of friends that are making this crazy life so much better. We're we're super close, but I started to get a lot closer to one particular guy in the group. Let's call him Pickles. Okay. (laughs) Um. So a couple weeks into the program, I recognized that all-too-familiar feeling of a crush forming. So I took a leap of faith and told Pickles how I felt. He said he was interested, and from there we just started talking a lot more, going on some dates, and hooking up. I thought things were going well, but all of a sudden, things just kind of stopped abruptly. He stopped responding to my texts as much as he did before, and he didn't want to hang out alone together as much. We're still in the same friend group, so we talk then, but anything one-on-one is pretty much non-existent. How do I confront him about this? I've tried to talk to him about this in person and over text, but he seems like he's kind of ignoring the whole situation. To complicate matters more, the friend group doesn't really know that we kind of had a thing. Not because we aren't— Oops. Not because we aren't out, but because we don't want to start drama in such a new friend dynamic. So everything feels very isolating. I think this is one of those relationships that even if we don't work out as boyfriends, I still want to be friends. So how do I confront him about what I'm feeling while also saving the friendship that we've built? Thank you.
1: Um, <clears throat> I'm going to call this guy Cucumber. <laughs> mm. <laughs> God, I'm so bad at this. But-
0: I think it's nice. Neither of us are good at this. Neither,
1: yeah, we Because have, yours
0: are always like eight steps removed and mine are always just exactly what they're <laughs> exactly.
1: We've really sort of created a situation where neither of us can excel by yes. making this a part of it. Well, and isn't it a beg. metaphor
0: for the whole <laughs> <laughs> experience of this show? So, so I
1: want to read quickly back um, a part of this email. Um, I think this is one of those relationships that even if we don't work out as boyfriends, I still want to be friends. Babe, that has sort of happened that has sort of happened despite um, sort of uh, you doing anything because you still see each other in group situations. Yes, it, I mean, he's, I, I hate to do this, but like he's he's clearly just not feeling it. Yeah. And he's doing, and were you not in the same friend group, this would have been a ghost situation, I find.
0: Yes, I feel like the the question about confronting how I'm feeling while saving the friendship that we've built, it's like, I think you have to have a big conversation in order to save the friendship that you've built but like, you know what I mean like I, I don't I don't think that it sounds like you aren't getting the closure that you need but also like yeah, I think you have to ask yourself if like you're actually trying to get closure yeah. or if you are trying to reignite mm-hmm. something that the other person seems to have no interest in continuing just based on the information that you have provided. Yeah,
1: because it does seem like it sort of has it sort of fizzled in a, in a way that a lot of things fizzle. And the only thing that's made it more difficult is that you're in the same friend group and where normally things fizzle and then they people fade away in your life. You, you're just sort of confronted with this person that you still have lingering feelings for, which is, which is um, fair. But the the my I think Mitchell nailed it. Like, what is the end game for the conversation?
0: Yeah, if the conversation is really just saying like,
1: if you just want him to say, N- I don't like you, he's already said that. Right. He's already said that he's not interested in a relationship by his inaction and his sort of coldness, which sucks. But it I does. Do, but, but I do
0: understand wanting like concrete information from a person mm-hmm. that you've been hooking up with. But I, I think just like you have to challenge yourself to actually get the information.
1: Yeah. Like, but, and, and also just, yeah, I think you, you were correct though. And like really ask yourself, what is the outcome that you're looking for? Like if you're just, if you have this conversation with yourself, honestly, and you're just like, I just want him, I just want him to, I want you know, like go back to the the hooking up and the dating, then Don't have the conversation. But if you know, if I don't know, I think what I I, this is just coming from me who's in this situation is perfect because I'd be like, okay, we're both ignoring this. And that's (laughs) perfect for me. What I think I would do is open it up a little bit and confess to one of pick somebody else in the front group, because I think that's the thing that's really irking you is that no one else knows and it does feel isolating. So pick your best gal pal out of the group. okay? Mm -hmm. the one, um, you know, the one. Yeah. You know, the one Mm -hmm. and just tell her, just tell her drunk one night and just tell her what happened. And then like she and then, you know, maybe he's had this conversation with somebody else and sort of communicate through gossip um, within your friend group that will eventually tear it all apart. Um, That is sort of my strategy for these sorts of situations. And I find that it has worked out well. I'm on my eighth close friend group in two years. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think he's told you I think you know I think you know where you stand with him and I think you just need to figure out like
0: what you do from there.
1: Yeah, what the what the contours of that conversation actually look like for you.
0: And then explode your friend group and ruin everything for yeah, Blow it all up, babe. <laughs>
1: blow it all up, babe. Okay. All right. Next we have a oh this is a rough one. This is a rough voicemail, but we are
2: going to help, I
5: believe. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Uh, I'm Rob, big fan, love the show. Um, so my current quandary issue, um, I've been, uh, with my girlfriend for three and a half years, uh, and she recently asked for space and then revealed that she had made out with this guy while she was on a trip and, uh, realized she doesn't want to be in a relationship, which I, it's a whole fucking thing, but my question is. Should I feel bad about not reaching out, like, just sending, like, normal everyday texts? Because the first time we talked, after she asked, she had needed space, she had expressed that she was surprised that I didn't reach out to her, besides to, like, figure out when we were going to meet up to talk about things. Um, and so now that, like, got in my head, like, am I insane for wanting to, like, talk to someone who I'm in the process of probably breaking up with? Also, we live together. Uh, I'm current, we're currently alternating going between our parents' places and the apartment that we share with friends. Um, but like, what do I do? You know, doing, I, I sh- probably shouldn't worry about, um, not contacting her. Um, but also like three and a half years is like a long time. Um, thank you, uh, for everything. Sorry about your gonorrhea, Joel. More power to you. Love you guys the
2: most.
1: Google voice transcripts. Really got that one in on on the transcript. Um, So I think this person is calling us mostly to confirm that he's not the asshole. Because I think he knows. I Mm -hmm. think he knows. And this person sounds
2: toxic, toxic, toxic
0: yeah, I think it's so normal to want to talk to the person that you're in the process of breaking up with because that's the person that you've probably talked to the most in the past three and a half years. It's the person that you process information with, but kind of the point of breaking up is that they are no longer the person that you are processing information with in in a healthy kind of
1: Yeah, well, she asked for space and then the the kind of person who, A of all, is, you know, making out with people on trips, which is, by the way, this is why people don't like their significant others going on trips because everybody thinks that their significant other is making out with men on trips. (laughs) That's what trips are for when you're in a relationship, practically.
2: Right.
1: It's just sort of test monogamy. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, if she, uh, it it is, I think it's crazy to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to use that word in the pejorative especially little one, but I have to say I think it's alarming when someone asks that for space and then is like wait why are you giving me space <laughs> um, right. it does this all seems like sort of a psychosexual sort of test for you and I do not want this person in your life um, and we're gonna and this is this is a sort of a rare straight person calling us so we're gonna call this caller Dan <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dan Keith Bryan. Dan Keith Bryan. I just
1: want you to, just get away. I don't know. I don't think this is salvageable. Does this seem salvageable? I mean,
0: this person already knows that they're in the process of breaking up. And for me, like, when you, I'm of the mind that, like, if you feel like you're breaking up, you must just break up. Because, like, I don't know, this person, are you going to, you're not going to be able to trust this person again. Yeah.
1: Well, my thing, my concern is when he said, who I'm in the process of probably breaking up with. Yeah. And it's like that mentality right there is what's he's got one little finger on the ledge still.
0: Right. But it's like already to me when I heard that, I was like, well, you're all you've already sort of already on the way of deciding that, even though like technically you're just giving quote like space or something like that. Like, I feel like if you've already resigned yourself to the fact that the relationship is going to end, which it sounds like it probably should, then just end it. And rather than dragging it out into some horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. I'm queen of uh, dragging it out into some horrible, horrible thing. so oh, I've
1: seen it. I've seen <laughs> Joel has seen it unfold in real time. Uh,
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah. so,
1: anyways, Michael, Brian, Keith, Dan,
0: Anthony, Chad? Anthony, Anthony, Michael Hall, Andy,
1: um, Andy.
0: Wow. And it really is just a list just of know people y- that I've yeah.
1: done. <laughs> you are not the asshole here. Uh, you do not need to talk to this person. If they, especially in this sort of scenario that they have set up for you, and I think you need to break up and run far away. Go go on a trip of your own and make out with someone.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, go on a trip of your own. Make out with someone. Go to Barcelona. Make out with somebody on those clean streets. Go to Gaudi Museum. Make Gaudi. out with someone. Oh yeah. Get out of here. Oh yeah, Dan.
1: Okay, okay so we have an email now, and this hey, is sort Joel, of the. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I, You know, it's so hard to tell when your bits are done. Because, um, you know, it's usually people are laughing, thunderous applause, and then, you know, they're done. But it's
0: hard to tell with the horror. Your... Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm there
1: laughing.
0: There comes a point. No, I'm laughing. No, Joel, completely dead behind the eyes, looking at his phone. No, I'm laughing. <laughs> no, not making eye contact, fully looking at his phone. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: now we have an email that is sort of the mirror image, I think, of this voicemail mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. Um, hey. I'm doing something so completely trash that I can't tell any of my friends about it. Recently, I've been sexting with a guy that kind of resurfaced from the past. We used to know each other when we were teenagers. I used to go out with one of his friends and he knocked up a girl he he later married. Now he has a 13-year-old kid and a wife and I have a long-term serious boyfriend that I own a house with. We've talked on and off for years, but recently the conversation took a turn and we've been sending explicit texts for the last few weeks. I have no interest in actually being with this guy, but I'm completely addicted to the texts. I know this would hurt both of our significant others if they found out. And I feel especially bad because he is married, but I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. My question is, is this cheating? Give me either a reason to stop or advice on how not to get caught. Sincerely, Garbage Human.
0: Well, I think if you know that it would make people feel bad and you feel bad, It's It's cheating.
1: cheating. (laughs) It's absolutely cheating. Um, And you
0: know, because you emailed us about it. Yeah. And you're sexting. You're sexting
1: (laughs) with a father. Um, It is absolutely cheating. Um, You know, it sort of, for me, is like, if you were single, I would sort of, I would have more sympathy for you, I guess. Yeah. but you have sort of, I don't know, I, I guess like cheating is only okay when you're the one who's not cheating on someone. Like if, <laughs> like if you're it's the like person. Like if you're being tricked. If, well, no, 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 no. I like if you are sort of like if you are the other person, you mm-hmm. know, like the person, if someone is cheating on their significant other with you, you're in the clear morally. No one can say boo. No one can. No one can even point a finger. No one can say you're a bad person. Nobody. That's the rules.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm You're a lot. innocent.
1: You're <laughs> innocent. 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 But the fact that you have a significant other does make it sort of. Um,
0: you were right. You're garbage. I. I just. If you say you have no intention of stopping anytime soon, so I'm not sure we can give you a reason to stop. But I think you kind of laid out all the reasons two-stop
2: already.
1: Um, So I guess to answer the second part of your question how not to get caught, um, switch to WhatsApp, hide WhatsApp in a file uh like one. you know how you can group apps on your iphone
0: get a burner phone
1: um that's how i would not get caught i guess yeah i mean listen i don't like giving this advice Mm -hmm. but if you come to us with advice and we read your question on air we're gonna give you advice
0: legally we are obligated to to. to give you advice
1: we have to have to have to okay yeah do you think that the people at actual urgent care like everyone who comes in with a fucking abscess that needs to be drained because that's what you are (laughs) that's what you are lady (laughs) An abscess to be drained. And we just drained you by selling you to switch to WhatsApp because it's easier to to make sure all the notifications are turned off. Bury it. Like group that with your calculator. And then the other thing is, is you don't know this, but on iPhone, even in the little box where the apps are, you can make a second page within (gasps) that box, even if the box isn't full. So move WhatsApp to a little box box that has like three three apps, but then scroll over and you can add it.
0: You know that Emperor's New Groove thing?
1: I make sure badge notifications. I put are that
0: box off. inside of another box.
1: I, am, I don't know that. All
0: right. Well, for all the Emperor's New Groove heads out, out there, <laughs> uh, the the Esma reference <laughs> is on point. So
1: hot.
5: So <laughs> I'm, hot. I'm
0: I'm bringing nothing but trash to the table. Go to there. a break.
1: Go to a break.
2: <laughs>
0: we gotta go.
1: Okay, Um, we sort of had to peel Mitra off the ground um, after she is so... Having a hard time. Having a hard time, but we're back, and we're back, and we have um, have a couple, just a couple more to get through. I think this next um, one, I feel, is a quick, quick answer. It's almost a lightning round, um, because it seems... I think we can help this person pretty accurately, Mitra.
0: All right. Hey, guys, I'm writing because at 25, I, a straight woman, have never had a boyfriend or even been on a date. I'm shy, and the apps don't appeal to me at all. I don't feel sad or lonely, but I'm afraid I'm getting complacent in my comfort zone. I'm also put off by how miserable many people seem in modern dating, ghosting, fuckboys, etc. How do I stop being a wimp and put myself out there? Am I just a weirdo at this point? (laughs)
1: Fuckboys, etc.
0: Fuckboys, etc. <laughs>
1: fuckboys, etc. <laughs> That's
0: my uh, company. I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> <Gotcha>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it comes on the scroll. Like, what's the, what's your little icon? Your moon fishing boy, DreamWorks.
0: Oh yes, fuckboys, etc. My production company. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> oh
0: now now we have a, a <laughs> now we have it. <laughs> come work for our production now company we have it. earlier,
1: it. Um, I'm gonna say you're fine.
0: Yeah. You're I'm gonna
1: fine. say you're absolutely you fine. You call it
0: your comfort zone. If it's your comfort zone.
1: You don't feel sad or lonely, great. I will that's awesome. I will once again, I think I've already repeated this. My advice from betterhelp.com, Dr. Neil, my, my therapist. Um, because my that's sort of where I'm at right now, where I'm I like am fine not dating. I don't feel sad or lonely. But what I would caution you, and this is the only piece of advice I will give you, because I do not think you have to feel obligated to be looking for a relationship at all, but um, make sure that you're not confused. um, your lack of lonely like you're not lonely but are you putting up walls you know like are you keeping people away you know just because you're just because you're happy being alone doesn't mean that you're not sort of manifesting loneliness in other ways which is for me manifests sort of in like not letting people in Mm -hmm. you know like I'm happy being in a space alone in my home alone Mm -hmm. and I used to think like oh that means I'm not lonely but Dr. Neal said not so fast you little bitch (laughs) He said all the little ways that you sort of keep people at arms like that is loneliness. And so I'm going to take your email at face value and say that I think you're fine. But maybe question, question yourself and question that and make sure you're not keeping people away.
0: Very second, right? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wait a second. Okay, okay. Wow. Mitra. You didn't think we'd get through all of this.
0: I really you didn't. You really didn't I think we'd really get through. I really didn't have any faith in us. In and why an would I?
1: No. And why? Where's what? What reason would you? <laughs> <laughs> what reason have we given each other to think that we could? <laughs> Impossible to tell. Um, okay. Um, so I'll read this one. Um, hi Joel and Mitra. First of all, I love you two the most and I'm glad you're getting this platform to help us all. Didn't need to read that. In fact, that was an edit. We could have edited that out. We could have. We could have, but we appreciate it. And, and now I- we've doubled the layer. <laughs> I love that there's like another layer, sort of a meta podcast on top of our podcast, which is just two people trying to figure out how to do a podcast. <laughs> and I gotta tell you folks, you listen to a lot of podcasts and you say that's easy, but then you do one.
0: And then you listen and then you listen to us and you can see how you can how hard You can make it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On yourself. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so my best friend slash roommate, not a great idea, I know, was seeing this boy that he met online, and it was going well for a few weeks, and then the dude broke up with my friend. They decided to keep hanging out as friends, which I was against, but held my tongue because it's not my life. A few weeks go by, and my BFF decides it's too much, and he needs space. Then the boy contacts my BFF and says that he's moving back to his hometown, and they should hang out until he moves. Since they started hanging out again, my BFF has spent the night at his apartment three times. a week minimum, and I have hardly seen him. I've told my friend that I don't think this boy is good for his psyche because he wants him when he wants him and drops him when he doesn't. My BFF has also started obsessively working out and dieting because the boy made a comment about his body that was rude. BFF is super secretive about what's going on between the two of them and won't tell me anything which drives me nuts because not only am I fucking nosy, but I also want to know what I'm in for when this boy inevitably drops him again. Sorry this is so long, but ugh, I'm frustrated and needed to get it all out there, love you, mean it. Um, I just there's so it's it's so funny that this this classic grace of Will and Grace, you know, that's a classic grace, yes, a classic grace situation. She's painting such a clear picture, and I don't think she knows that she is painting such a clear picture with this email. Yes, because she starts off by saying. I kept, I held my tongue. I held my tongue. Because it's none of my business. And mm-hmm. then later she says, I did tell my friend that I didn't think this boy was good for his psyche. And then later, and then it sort of, the, the denouement of the story is he refuses to now talk to me about him. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, clearly, because he's going to do this no matter what. You and you can't
0: make this person, you can't make your roommate not do anything. You can just. Be supportive you and like offer your opinion when it is. Accurate. Yeah. When it is necessary.
1: Right. And I think like, here's the thing, like, yes, it sucks because, you know, you will be the one to pick up the pieces. Yes. And a little bit. I think you love that. I clearly think you love it. Yes. I think you love it just a little bit. And I maybe I'm wrong, but I think you do. Um, I will say that there is an expiration date built into this. Situation. Yes. This boy is going to leave him, maybe leave him with emotional scars, but I'm going to peg you at early 20s and say that those emotional scars gave me the body that I have today <laughs> to sort of answer the question. Um, no, that's bad. Don't uh, cut that out. I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> Don't cut that out. Um, but if I'm being real, like that's, you know, a boy was mean to me and now I look hot. So, uh, <laughs> So it might work out for him. I don't know. I don't want that for people. I don't want people to seek that out. Um, and I'm, I, that. I'm
0: somebody who really gets emotionally involved and invested in the lives of my friends. I'm a very codependent person. And uh, something that I have been working on is is pulling back from my emotional involvement and attachment to what happens to yeah. my friends. And all you can really do is offer support and feedback and guidance when it is explicitly asked for yeah. because all it's going to do is make your friend resent you and make them scared to talk to you as they already are. Yeah. It sounds like. So you have to create a space where they are. You, your job as a friend is to be a friend.
1: And I, I have to say that like, it, it definitely sucks when you're being ignored for a toxic, like romantic partner by totally. one of your close best friends. Um, But this is an area where my close female friends, like, you just gotta take a step back. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is like it's just not gonna it's not going to work out well for either of you if yeah. you keep pushing this. I think it's just gonna push you guys farther apart. So get, step back hey, and get start a,
0: watching the Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> start
1: watching the Sopranos. Get a toxic relationship of your own, maybe. Oh
0: yeah. That would be so matchy, nice. For matchy, you guys.
1: matchy matchy, matchy matchy. I love that. But the good thing is, is this is this boy is moving back to his hometown. Yeah, loser. so many people
0: don't have um, an expiration date on their friends' bad relationship. Yeah, exactly. So.
1: And you have yeah. that, so really hold that close to your heart and be glad. Set an um, alarm
0: on your phone. Throw yourself a little party yeah. when this person is out of your lives, <laughs> and, and it, be there when your friend is. Be set.
1: So so glad. So so glad. Um, I hope that helped. <laughs> I think yeah. I think you just needed to take a step back. That's all. Take a step. We love you, though. We love love you, you. and we love your passion for the gay community. (laughs) And that's really important. Um, Okay. Mitra, we did it. Wow. And And I believe, much to the chagrin of our listeners we did it in under a fucking hour
0: and what's amazing is that no one cares no one cares and we care we care how no one no one has asked us to do this Mm -mm. we are really really putting a timer on ourselves in a way that I think probably inhibits us creatively yeah (laughs) makes us
1: stress really stresses us out really sweating
0: I really don't know why we are doing this to ourselves but I (laughs) I'm not I don't want us to stop doing Mm -mm. it (laughs) because it does give us us like sort of a high stakes like manic Mm -hmm. energy that I think we really need. It's a shot of adrenaline knowing that we right. are in a race against the clock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have taken something with no stakes and sort of added stakes to it for our own sort of nefarious purposes. Don't and, know what they are. But and I think that shows that,
0: that how qualified we are to answer these exactly. types of questions because we ourselves are putting ourselves in situations that are needlessly <laughs> Needless
1: <successful>. stressful. <laughs> Ulcers abound. Um, okay, so if you want this kind of help, this sort of frenetic, rude energy in your <laughs> life, um, answering questions for you, please give us a call at 323 334 0371. That's 323 334 0371. Again, try and keep them to 60 to 90 seconds, ideally. If it goes to two minutes, maybe we'll use it. But there's so many good calls we just haven't been able to use because they're too goddamn long. And again, we got to keep it to under an hour. We have to keep it to a under mandate an hour. given to us by no one. Or
0: we are uh, sent to nowhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Home, uh, Home which is where we'd end up, anyways. <laughs>
0: Taking years of our lives one podcast recording at a time. Uh, Also, uh, please uh, rate us five stars, subscribe to us, uh, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Yeah,
1: I love, I love, I love, love, love the one star reviews that are like, these people don't know what they're talking about. They seem like narcissists. And it's like, yeah, you get the joke (laughs) (laughs) that we we state it up top for everyone to know. It seems Um, like they're
0: not giving qualified advice. Yeah,
1: it's like, (laughs) Like,
0: okay. Keep listening. I love Um, this portion of the podcast where we reveal that we are genuinely very.
1: (laughs) Cut to the bone by every one star review. So keep leaving them because I'm addicted. Um, Anyways, you can also email us at urgentcarepod.com.
0: urgentcarepod at (laughs) gmail.com
1: urgentcarepod.com I love that I wish that were it Um, yeah and if you have any you know follow ups or um, advice you want to give to any of the people that you've heard today please do that but not us not Not us us. we don't need advice not us we're the experts here okay (laughs) Okay. thank you Dana thank you Ryan thank you Earwolf thank you everybody who listens and thank
2: you
3: Joel hey (sighs)
1: thank you
2: you. (laughs) bye (laughs)